Share your Netflix password if you dare. Be sure to pirate all the games. Ubisoft would like a word. And big foam fingers. Are you prepared for the airwaves? Storms of various names have battered and thrashed this United Kingdom, and to those of you in their path, I shall offer you my heartiest congratulations on your new status as trampoline owners. This is The Airwaves, the show that talks about the stuff that we watch. Not interested in what you're doing, unless you mention it in our Discord or ping us an email. With me this week, Alex G. Fox. How are you doing, sir? I'm okay. Slightly windswept, but Mm. survived pretty much intact. That's good. Uh, bits and pieces, but nothing as catastrophic as the last one, which wrecked my car. So I'm quite happy with this one. You didn't have half of your you didn't your house didn't fall on your car again this time then. No, no. I, there's something I can't remember what it was. I mean, it might be one dustbin down or something, but nothing that I care about. Did you get a trampoline? I, funny enough, no. But yeah. l- the, not this building work. The building work before I did get rid of two, but they were <laughs> all put away neatly, and I knew. The moment I put them in the skip, some people that, shall we say, they collect metal without asking. Ah, yes. I knew they wouldn't be in the collectors. skip for very long, and they weren't. I reckon about two minutes. So, were these uh, were these trampolines made out of copper by any chance? I don't know what they're made of, but they Lead? didn't stay in the skip very long. <laughs> oh right. So it's good. You, you hire a skip, and they keep emptying it for you. It's yeah. a very cheap way of doing it. Sounds, uh, yeah, sounds sounds brilliant. I'm lucky they didn't nick the skip because that was made of metal, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Um, also also with us this week, and every week actually, if we're lucky, uh, is uh, Mr. Tony Blunt. How are, how are things? How are things, Tony? Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a new winner of a garden shed, thanks to uh, spending a night with Jocelyn in nice. the storm. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Sadly, I've got no garden to put oh. it in. You know, it's just like a car park out there. But, you know. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> Did the did the uh, did the flooding situation get any worse or? Um, no, no. I mean, it, obviously the temperatures dipped, so things more froze over than sort of rose. So yeah, still not been affected by the flooding side of it. Luckily, I'll tell you what. Uh, what's also um, is good news for for Netflix? Um, their password crackdown has fueled a sign up surge. Wow. You believe that? You believe anything? <laughs> story from uh, story from the BBC. Uh, Netflix, Just imagine. Yeah, yeah Netflix signups uh, boomed at the end of last year as customers prodded by the firm's crackdown on password sharing created their own accounts. The streaming giant added more than 13.1 million subscribers in the three months ended in December. Uh, that was the most uh, for any quarter since 2020, extending a streak of growth. That was started last year. The story from the BBC. So, were, were any was anybody here hit by that at all? Because I wasn't. What do you mean hit by? Hit no, by I, the I password sharing. Police. No, but I don't share my password. Everyone that uses my Netflix lives in my house, and as far as I know, that's allowed. Um, well, yes. Yeah. As long as you're on own... the same IP address, I would assume. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're not nicking. I don't think you'll 
you need to have um, different accounts for different people living in the same I do with, well, I call them kids. I mean, they are their kids, but they might be in their 30s. And sort of, you know, they friend you on Facebook. And the once every six months I go on it, I can't remember why I go on it, but I just go, oh, I forgot about Facebook. I have a look. And I remember there was a spate of them all going on, oh, God, do you mean I'm actually going to have to pay for something? And it was like some, you know, (laughs) it's very funny to them, you know. And I think, and they're like, you know, one person had Netflix and like 20 of them all shared it, you know. I was like, oh, okay. That, that, to me, it's not be funny, but to me, that's theft. Like, breach of the terms well. and conditions, yeah. <laughs> but just generally, it's like, well, why do you sort of, it's not acceptable. If you're like, I mean, I, oh, what did I have? It might have been Amazon. And my, my, one of my brothers was moving. He cancelled Amazon. He'd like, was watching something and he said, is it illegal if I ask you what your password is and just watch the last one of these episodes? And I was like, probably, but just if you're going to just watch one episode, here's my login D. And he did. And I felt, oh dear. I mean, I know it's a massive company. I thought, well, I don't know. It does feel a bit dodgy. And then he watched that one episode. And then when he'd sorted out moving and everything, he just started up Amazon again. It was just yeah. in between places, and he just didn't have anywhere to have his stuff delivered to. And as it ran out, he thought, well, I'm not going to bother renewing it until I know where I'm going to be. And that was all it was about. And that he probably didn't have it for about a month. Uh, but, you know, all I remember is it was like a running joke how they were all watching this and, oh, whose turn is it to watch tonight? Because obviously there's a man, you can, can't all log in at the same time. I was like, you know, okay, so it's a real thing, this. I just didn't realise people did it. And oh, I don't want to be completely impolite, but I don't know their financial state, but I know their parents could definitely afford to buy them Netflix. So I imagine they weren't that uh, impoverished that they couldn't. I mean, didn't, just, didn't they implement the uh, thing where it was like, oh, you know, if you get an account sort of on that basis of it's like a child account, it's like you, you could just have a small, you know, Pay yeah, a smaller amount child, for it. They're, they're all about 30. Yeah. So um, yeah. when I say child, that's what it is. Yeah. But the bit that interested me about this, I mean, I put this in, and the bit that really interested me, the headline was interesting that, you know, these people, oh, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. Oh, yes, I can, because I wasn't going to be able to get away with it anymore, right? But I didn't know there was levels of payment for most of these things. And I sort of looked into it a bit mm. deeper. And... Netflix, if you're, well, basically what they're saying is most of the people that did this got Netflix with ads. And I said, I didn't know that was an option. And it's, okay, look, there are people that are really down on their luck, so only four ninety nine a month can be an enormous insult, and I don't mean it to be. Hmm. But four ninety nine a month, I didn't know it went down to £4.99 a month, and I started looking into it, and... I didn't know Disney Plus do a £4.99 a month as well with ads. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this. Mm. But it made me think of the conversation we had two weeks ago about Amazon Mm. introducing ads. Yeah. And I was thinking, maybe Amazon are onto something here because of the people that have signed up are quite happy to save a few quid and have ads. So I know it's a slightly different thing because Amazon didn't and then they're putting them in, et cetera, and you're not getting anything back for it, et cetera. 
but you won't be paying an increase if you take ads, if you know what I mean. You'll only pay an increase if you want to get rid of them. And I'm just thinking, oh, so people are quite willing. It's a proof of concept, if you like, because it seems mm. like people are quite willing to have streaming services with ads if it brings the cost down. And I just I didn't even know it was an option. Yeah. And it I, doesn't make me yeah. think about Amazon and thinking, actually, it might not be as catastrophic as people wanted to believe it would be. Yeah, I think it's the same case as it was with, you know, like the cable TV and that. It's like, you know, when Sky started, you know, it's like some of their packages are, you know, the prices are very high and they still have the adverts as well. You know, mm. it's something that, you know, it's like I expect to, if I'm watching a sport event, it's like, yeah, I want it uninterrupted, you know, really, which they do on some, I know they do on their sort of specialized sports channels. You know, but if you're paying that much anyway for, you know, things like the movies, they never interrupted them, I don't think. With the, I'm going to pay for them. I should watch one one day, but mm. um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they do. But I, I didn't know, I mean, like the free V thing. People are, I mean, so people are still struggling, you know, just because of it's not on the headlines every day now, it doesn't yeah. mean it's still not happening. Yeah. It just means that newscasters don't care anymore because it's, you know, a, a boring story to them. And I get that. But, you know, lots of people seemingly are willing to put up with adverts in the middle of their Netflix shows if it saves them £3 a month. So I don't know. There's a seven ninety nine apparently and a ten ninety nine. I don't know what yeah. the difference. Well, I'm on the I'm on the ten ninety nine one because um, I only have because I because I barely watch Netflix at all. Um, I just had the ten eighty p. Sure. So what's seven ninety nine then? I don't know what that is. That's with adverts. No. Or is it? Yeah, or that's is that standard? the basic. It says four ninety nine with ads, then seven ninety nine or ten ninety nine. Seven ninety nine is standard def. Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah. do they do a higher one than ten ninety nine? Then do they do? I think higher? there is a. Is it fifteen? I think is. Oh, that's the four. That's the four K HDR version. Is that yeah. is that one where you can also? You know, there is sort of more scope to, not necessarily sharing. You know, as this article is talking about, is you can have the sort of profiles, can't you? More than yeah, you can have right. seats and yeah. things, can't you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, it gives you more freedom on that. But if you're paying more for that, then that's fine. You know, I don't yeah, see so a problem maybe, there. <laughs> maybe it's because we all subscribe for Netflix anyway. That I mean, I'd say maybe you all knew that you could get a lower rate with with uh, adverts. I didn't even know it was an option. Yeah. Um, I, I got to admit, if I ever do turn on Netflix and I look at what I've been watching, it's never anything I've watched, but someone's definitely watching it in my house. And I can guess it's my wife by the sort of the soppy movies that she's been watching. Unless it's one of my kids and they're not admitting to watching soppy movies, that could be. I tell you, um, I tell you what the real the real news is. I didn't realise there was a Netflix dot shop, and they've <laughs> oh. got stuff like uh, Stranger Things plushy, The Witcher Grunt and Grumble transformed Geralt plush. They got T-shirts. They got tiki's. <laughs> Oh dear! And you're thinking, oh man, I for- I could have got all this from my family for Christmas. They've got pop toys from one of the worst films ever made, Rebel Moon. <laughs> yeah, but they're probably worth having because it's one of the worst films ever made. I suppose. I say it'll be, it'll be so rare soon; it'll be actually yeah, in valuable. Yeah, years' time, it'll be like having an unopened Star Wars figurine. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. 
It's uh, maybe you should start buying this for your pension. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I should save my pension by by not spending my money Mm. in (laughs) Netflix dot shop. Sorry, I'm just looking at the uh, where you can change your streaming plan here. It's like I'm on one that's the seven ninety nine because it's been discontinued. So if I change oh. off that, I wouldn't be able to change back to it. Ah, your grandfather. <laughs> I mean, it's the old in. standard, essentially. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. So they don't do that anymore. No, it's you only if you've it. already got it, and you can download on one device, watch mm. advert free on any device. No. But it's only seven twenty p as well. Did you say you could download? Download on one device. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You can download and cache them. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you could do off. Well, you could do that with yeah, YouTube, people Disney, on the train watching Paramount? stuff, and yeah. I always think, yeah, I, I see people on the train watching stuff, and I always wonder how they're doing it. I suppose it makes <laughs> sense it would be on their on their phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All, all the all the big <laughs> streaming services do um, offline uh, offline watching. Uh, oh, what, on the phone? Because I've never yeah. watched anything on a phone. So. I yeah, no, I haven't. I remember sitting in the um, I was sitting waiting for the dentist once in the car park. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do something as antisocial as watching. You were waiting for the dentist in the car park, trying to watch a film. No, 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 is he no. that? Is I was he that very, cheap that you don't, was, you don't actually have a building. You, I was he, very. You wait in the. They come and do it in your car. Park. Yeah, there's no I waiting very, room. Yes, yeah. it's a drive-through. You just recline dentist. your driver's seat and yeah, then they yeah, get their yeah. tools out. Yeah, that's how. Plug it in the cigarette lighter. That's how he saves. He saves. I, I save money on my um, on my dentist flicks because. Uh, yeah, so you're not actually NHS. It's private, but it costs less than NHS. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was waiting in the car That's park. That's like having a 4.99 with advert. I was waiting in the car park because I was waiting to go in. I was about, I don't know, about 20 minutes too early before the amount of time that I wanted to spend in the waiting room. And I and I watched half an episode of Life on Mars <laughs> or something. I watched, like ten, yeah, 10 or 20 minutes of an episode of Life on Mars. You should have watched Marathon, man. I, I could have done. I could have done, but I, yeah, that, and, and I was thinking, God, how do people watch things? How do people watch things on their um, on their phones? But I don't know, but yeah. They're I, always I, doing yeah. it on the train. I'm the only one not watching a film. I, what, I, I sometimes watch Star Trek on a train, if I've got my iPad with me. Oh, okay. Or some YouTube, but yeah. The thing is, I can stare at people, because everyone's looking at their phone. <laughs> so I've got, I've got entertainment. Yeah. I just look at other people going, I wonder what they're watching. Oh, I quite like it. It's a really miserable London underground train. And then someone just bursts into hysterical laughter. And you think, well, yeah, been a really good journey. I wonder what they're watching. Okay. Yeah, or what they're drinking. Huh. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that going on <laughs> in the underground. Yeah. Right underneath the no alcohol signs. <laughs> the, uh... I was sitting there the other day and someone yeah. turned turn on. I don't know what you do with a vape. It started vaping. Activated a vape. <laughs> Yeah, and I sort of turned around, and he's underneath the no smoking sign, and it says next to it, no smoking, underneath in brackets, including vaping, or including electric cigarettes or something they call it. Electronic cigarettes, yes. Oh, I was thinking I'm oh. not getting to get into a fight over this. Oh. It's one, 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 once again, it's one rule for vapists and one rule for the rest of us. But yeah. When it comes to adverts and things, it depends what you're watching. Some people are okay because they've watched... I don't know, they've watched sport all their lives with adverts on it. 
some people are okay have you know having um, adverts in in sport adverts in films is a complete no-no for me i was you know one of the one of the what i've been watching things in my list this week was uh, interrupted by adverts we'll come to that and the absolutely ghastly platform that it is uh, that it's on uh, in a few uh, in, a, in a few minutes but uh, but yeah i i central line platform at bank is that's the, terrible yeah yeah yeah, is that the one where you actually have to jump off the train because it doesn't? It doesn't <laughs> exactly, stop? that's the one where you need to be able to abseil. Yes, Indeed. mind the gap. Yeah, it's that long because it takes you that long to clamber up again. Very uncomfortable as as owners or or at least uh, pseudo owners of Ubisoft games have been have been feeling uh, after Ubisoft director um, says gamers will get more comfortable not owning games. And he's not wrong. This story from PCGamer.com. Uh, a comment from Ubisoft director and subscriptions... Uh, oh, director... <laughs> I thought it said Ubisoft director, but it's Ubisoft director of subscriptions. I've been doing this for many years. Uh, Felipe Tremblay uh, caused mild upset this week. Um, pirate everything from Ubisoft, one response demanded. Uh, but the hostile reaction might have uh, more to do with general anxiety over the future of game ownership uh, than his actual point, which didn't strike me as unsurprising or untrue. Yeah, it's it's perhaps not unsurprising. Um, I mean, I come from a... I come from a time. I mean, subscriptions. Of course, it's not surprising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I come. I come from a time where we bought our games. You got them on discs, and that was it. They couldn't really do anything about it. You know, I can still install games that I got between nineteen eighty, I don't know, nineteen eighty eight, and about nineteen ninety nine, probably. Mm. Uh, before you know, things like well, actually, yeah, game keys. CD keys and things probably came in around, I don't know, 97, 96, 97. But it was after, yeah. it was after, so it was, it was after, it was in, well after 2000 for, you know, when they were using them on consoles, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, but it, it was, was more for the PC installs at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's once you had, it's once persistent internet connection became a thing for pretty much everybody that activation servers came came in and i think really that's that's what a lot of people mm. are are a bit worried about because you've got stuff like um you know games that people are paying a lot of money for these days and having a lot of fun with and eventually they're just going to go away sorry you can't install this anymore because the activation server's not mm. around or the server that holds the content isn't there anymore it's been turned off or it's just been deleted or uh. in, like in many cases with a lot of nintendo's back catalog they just stick it in the vault. Nobody can have it. And if you're caught trying to peddle it, then, well, it's it's you know it's it's um it's an yeah, enormous fine and they've done a Disney on it. You know, yeah. locked things away in a vault and yeah. yeah yeah there there are a lot of a lot of classic games you just can't get anymore because a company that owns it says mm, no we're not going to sell this or no we're not going to give it away either we're just going to put it in a box. Yeah. And that's it. I think that's what a lot of people are worried about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've had this discussion before, haven't we, about the sort of Game Pass model. It's yeah. like a lot of those games that, yes, they can be on the Game Pass, but if I look on the Xbox, you know, it's like I can also buy those games separately if I didn't have that. So you're not, you've got the options at least. I'd rather, as long as you've got both options. But sometimes it sounds like, from what he says, it's like even if you buy it, as far as you're concerned, you're still not... You yes, it's it. always been a license thing anyway, but... <laughs> yeah. well, that is the case. You buy it. Yeah. You, don't, you don't own it. You don't 
yeah. own a physical copy either, do you? Um, but I, I own a physical copy. Well, I don't. But technically, oh. my brother owns it. <laughs> but I own a physical copy of Cannon Fodder for the Amiga. And I'm delighted for you. Yes, and I can play but, it whenever I want. Yeah, I mean, whatever you'd oh. want is a different. Oh, it's a classic, I, Alex. I, I, I don't classic. know what to make of this. It, it's this. It's the having the cake and eating it too bit. I don't like. If, for mm. instance, you're talking about game, is it called Game Pass that you use, Tone? Yes, yes. The, okay, the ex- no, that, yeah. that's, that's a different thing. It, it, it's like oh. Netflix. You know, you use it while it's there. Uh, you pay your whatever it is a month. Mm. And mm. then it. I don't actually know why it would go away other than vindictiveness. But it, if it goes away, then other things come yeah. in the next month. And I mean, it is usually, yeah, it's usually like with Netflix, it'll be the deal if it's yeah. with an outside studio, you know, or, mm. or, I mean, even with Microsoft games, in, in the case of um, the last Forza game, they took that off, you know, did not become available, you know, became completely unavailable for about a year and a half before the new one came out, you know. That's, well, I mean, it, it, but that's a whole different. Yeah, it's, you know, a, it's a business. That's a rare case as well. Charge you eighty pound for a FIFA game or whatever they cost, yeah. and then actually not, you know, at the whim of for whatever reason, you no longer have access to something you've paid eighty pounds mm. for. I mean, well, it strikes me as you know, you've got contracts, and people go, well, you know, that's what you signed up for. But every contract has to be fair. You know, I, I can't say to you, you know, I don't know, here's my mouse tone. I want fifty million pounds for it, and you're daft enough to agree to it. If you went to court tomorrow and you said to the judge, "I oh, would charge me fifty million pounds," and the judge would go, "Well, it's clearly not worth that. That's that's nullified the contract." Mm-hmm. And I do wonder why these contracts seem to be standing up so mm-hmm. so well. It, you know, I mean. Heaven forfend that we had some leadership or governance at any level or anywhere that would actually step up and say, do you know what? If people are paying £80 for a game, then you need to make that game. Mm. If you're not going to give them the ability to have a physical copy, then you need to make that a game available in perpetuity. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, and it's somewhere uh, along the lines. It, I mean, the idea of, I do get Game Pass, and if you want to rent them for want of a better word that's all you're doing aren't you if you want to rent them then that's absolutely fine but um you know you can't pay for something and then someone says oh actually it's the equivalent of rent we just you know you can play it as many times as you want in five years it's like the old like blockbusters it's like um i don't know you paying i don't know what it was now i can't remember three pound a night for a dvd but you could rent it for five years if you wanted for Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds, if you really mm. wanted. But you, you know, it would end. But it, this is sort of what they're doing. They're saying, "Well, you're paying eighty pounds for this thing, but you're still only renting it until we decide that you no yeah. longer have the right to have." And it just it, something fundamentally doesn't seem right. In it's it's either that or like I found with some of the, you know, so there's some things that will be a yearly sports release. You know, like F1, you know, FIFA. It's like, yeah, you know, they'll take away some functionality where it's like, oh, you could play online. And after, say, a year, it's like when the yeah, next one comes out, they stop that part of it. Yeah, it's but, like okay. you still probably paid the full price for that. Yeah, but you can say that. But yeah. Say F1 and football, yeah. it's a very – I sort of don't agree yeah. with that on the grounds of – I don't know, if you had a favourite player or a famous – a favourite racing driver – 
and you wanted to play as them or race them. And then they retired. And by the time it was FIFA 20, not FIFA, Formula One 2024, you can no longer race Jensen Button or something. Mm. That would that would really annoy me. Because mm. if you're, I don't know, I take it these games are based on the tactics or the skill of a driver. They're particularly yeah. good at this thing and not so good at something else. You might want to race your hero. Yeah. And if your hero is no longer, you know, racing in 2024, mm. what, you're not allowed to race them anymore because they yeah. have a, you know, they're not around anymore? What? It's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially with, with those ones where they do just pump out a new game with very little change, you know, yearly. Yeah. It's like it could almost be a DLC update to the, you know, <laughs> downloadable content. Yeah, you know, like, and you could do a reasonable price for that as well, but that's yeah. a whole different issue. Yeah, it does sound like the industry is leading the what rights people have in this sort of thing. And that, no, I mean, I'm not arguing saying all you know, street or the streaming idea of you know, Game Pass. I think mm. that's perfectly good, especially if you're somebody that quite likes to chop and change and whatever you like. Mm. But there might be a game that you particularly love and you just paid £80 for it and you want to play it for the rest of your life and why the hell shouldn't you? You know, you've paid £80 for it and then somebody, because of licensing... But that's the point, isn't it? If if you yeah. buy the thing, then you bought it from the person that had the right to license it to you at that particular time and you own it because you bought the right to pay for it. But if you're not buying the right to pay for it, uh, to own it, and the licensing changes, they're using that licensing change as a reason why you can no longer use the game that you paid for. Because the person you bought it from isn't the person that owns the rights to it today. It's like buying a DVD and then Disney decide, I, you know, I don't know, Paramount and Disney doing something with Star Trek or whatever it was. I can't remember what it was. You mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It's like, well, I own a, uh, Star Trek DVD, but as I bought it when Disney owned it, I can no longer play it anymore because Paramount does. It's 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 as ridiculous as that in my head. Mm. Anyway, I don't know why I care because I'd never use it in my life, but other people do, and I think it's not it's not a five pound game here. We're talking about substantial amounts of money, and there must come a point where the the end user has some actual right, mm. and I'm not quite sure they do. Well, not as much as they should do, anyway. I can I can understand, you know, M- MMOs come and go. That's massively multiplayer online role playing games, Alex. Like World of Warcraft. I had absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I had to look <laughs> up what top down gaming was the other day. Oh, oh well, I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing, nothing wrong with a bit of, uh, nothing wrong with a bit of top down gaming. <clears throat> I now know what it is, but I had to go away and look it up. Well, that's good. That's good. That means, that means you were learning, Alex. You were learning all about the gaming things. I do my best to forget it again. Oh. I, I'm subscribing <laughs> but... to Attic Theory. <laughs> You're taking up a nice thought of puppies and kittens by making me know how to, what a top down <laughs> well, gaming is. Yeah. So it's things, like, things like MMOs where the content is all held on a server and because everyone is playing with everyone else. Then eventually, eventually, Blizzard Entertainment will shut down the World of Warcraft servers, probably in another twenty years or something like that. When eventually the game has died and it's just full of bots. yeah, but there should be a standalone version um, that you can play against computerized whatever it is you play. I think that's going to be difficult because you've got to run a server for it. So you know, I have no idea what you're talking about, World yeah. of Warcraft, but I, 
but the principle is, yeah, because there has been that argument about there was something that you know they were making you know no longer available, and there there has been an argument. Well, make you know if you don't want to update, you know, maintain the servers, give the customers, you know, the people who paid the tools to make you know to run it, yeah. hold their own server if they want to, and things like you know, or, yeah. or with the advent of AI, why the hell do you need any of this? You just have a hmm. internal algorithm on your machine running ai which will then be playing as all the opponents that you need you don't need a server in that case well yeah when you've got a when you've got a machine that will actually run that faster <laughs> um, mm. but which will be another it doesn't have to be that clear but i think it's also the multiplayer element if you've still got friends that you want to play that same game against you know directly you know you'd still need some sort of server i mean uh... But why can you? You might be able to run it as a peer-to-peer server. effort, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, one of you could just hold a server on your machine, and everyone yeah. log in. The, the, but you'd the still just aspect, need the tool for yeah, that. The server aspect is yeah. not particularly complicated. No, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking I'd of front the table, out of frustration, but I only vaguely know what we're talking about. Speaking <laughs> of thumping things out of frustration, um, WWE Raw comes to Netflix from 2025 in huge deal it's 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 my turn to be absolutely unprepared and unwilling to expand my mind as far as wwe goes but uh, mm. wwe raw uh, pro wrestling's most popular weekly show will only be available on netflix from next year that's a pretty big thing the program over to you tone <laughs> yeah the program has been shown on, on broadcast tv around the world for 31 years uh bosses of tko the company formed when wwe merged with ufc um, have announced that Raw will be exclusive to streaming from next January. So, Tone, your Netflix subscription is only going to be... Um, yeah, suddenly this... Yeah. yeah. I mean, the idea of... Nailed any sort into of, place. <laughs> any, any, anything where it sort of adds, you know... That, yeah, I mean, Netflix said for years, didn't they? It's like, oh, we're not going to hold live things. We're not going to do sports directly. We're going to do the sports-adjacent things like drive to survive and so on uh whereas this it's like yeah it's like, it's like if they're dipping this is more than dipping their toe in the pond isn't it it's yeah they're going all in with a thing it's like yep we're going to show that live we're going to give you that you know i'm quite surprised it's exclusive to them depends how much um, they yeah i mean if they, because if they tv deals for the the whole industry you know have been especially for wwe under its various forms over the years have been huge money deals <laughs> Even when they did their own online streaming, you know, um, their own service for that. And I believe they do have a, the, the current owners have a sub company that handles streaming. I'm surprised they didn't just go to them rather than, it must be something to do with the brand of Netflix and Netflix are wanting to do more of this live sports as well. Maybe Netflix are going to be better at this for some reason. Or... Yeah, I mean, they've got experience in the field. You know, I mean, it's they, they're probably also looking at what Amazon did, you know, where Amazon started to bring in things like the football, didn't they? You know, and, yeah, uh, it's been very successful for Amazon because people yeah. have actually taken up Amazon <laughs> subscriptions on the back of yeah. the sport coverage. And I mean, they this do is... it well, actually. I mean, give them the credit, they do it well. They yeah. do tennis as well, don't they, Amazon? Yeah, I was thinking about that after we spoke about it. Yeah, they did tennis and they did, you know, big tournaments. It may have been the US Open they did. It was something yeah. quite big. I mean, I know they do the... I mean, I have the add-on to, to get Eurosport for Amazon, you know, the Discovery Plus 
So I, 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 was, I was never sure whether it was part of that, where I was seeing the tennis, the snooker, and, and so on, you know, cycling. I remember, I remember the first time they did the tennis, my dad was complaining because the frame rate wasn't right. <laughs> because most, you know, most sport is, you know, what is it, 30 frames per second or something like that. It's very smooth yeah. compared to, you know, compared to... Um, it's it's kind of soap frame rate. Whereas um, for some reason, the the first time Amazon did uh, tennis, it was as if it had been filmed. Those oh you know, okay, it was <laughs> the the fra- yeah. as I say the frames uh, frames per second wasn't wasn't quite wasn't quite right. But um, no, I, um, Apple's got oh, I can't remember what you call it. Now. It's not Sunday Ticket, is it, or something like that in the states? Oh, do. for the NFL. Yeah, yeah they do something, didn't they? I think yeah. they've picked up picked that up. I, I don't know if it's. Um, I don't know if it's exclusive or not, but it, I know it was a big a big win for them to get it. Yeah, there was popular. a I think a recent game. It's like they they released the streaming numbers, and it was it was a lot better than they were even expecting. Yeah. So it's I mean it, it's almost the opposite of you know what I talked about the other week with the Formula E going behind a a package that's purely sports. This is something that I haven't watched for years, you know, because it's been locked away on one of those packages coming to. A wider library. And maybe that's and maybe that's it. Maybe it's probably that's better it. that way round. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're thinking that that putting the stuff on Netflix, it's going to get a wider audience. You know, people who who thought, well, I don't watch wrestling because oh, I don't know where to get it. Um, yeah. Then you know, it's it can be on uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, look at this big box. I can just click play and off it goes. Kids are going to enjoy it, aren't they? Mm. And it's going to be a, it's going to be and a big kids. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a means to introduce people to it, which mm. is quite important for something like that because you were introduced to it by Hulk Hogan or whoever it was or the Ultimate Warrior, and you're still rather you know, silly and dangerously obsessed by it. At, at, you know, whatever you are. The art of the art of fake pugilism is not some. Um, you know, it's but, not, I mean, there is yeah. an entertainment. <laughs> I, when my kids were little, I took them to a couple of those, mm. and they they just found it really funny. Yeah. I mean, I was wondering at that Netflix store that you mentioned, are they going to be sell, selling the big fingers? Are you going to be able to get them now because they've got wrestling? You want I mean, the WWE big fingers? It would not surprise them. me at all. No, no, anything. But yeah, I mean, I, it, was, uh, it was an entertainment. I remember when it first came here, which was the Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, and I don't remember anyone because uh, I, I, I was probably too old for it then. But it was a novelty. And... I mean, it took off because it was a novelty. And if it's been hidden away for all these years, for it, I mean, obviously it's still big in America, but it's not really hidden away there, is it? But if it's been hidden away in Europe and and Britain and whatever, maybe this is the opportunity. It's not Netflix you've got to think about here that's got the win as such. It's the wrestling people. Mm. And, you know, when we talk about football, tennis, uh, rugby and NFL and I think basketball have got something as well. And all these sports that have gone on to streaming, they're doing it for a reason. And it's not necessarily mm. the the large amount of money they'll make for the one or two years before, you know, it goes somewhere else. It's to do with getting young people into that sport for the rest of their life. And they don't care for monkeys if people play the game because that's not where you get your money from. Mm. You get your money from, you know, People going to matches, buying buying jerseys, and, yeah, going to the shows, yeah, exactly. That's where and buying big. I mean, it's like, you know, foam they, fingers. That's where yeah. that's where the real money is in your big foam finger. Uh, but 
What? So, I mean, that's what they're aiming at. So we, we talk about it from the side point of view of, of the the media, but the the actual point of view is these sports have made a calculated idea. Yeah. I mean, like uh, the NFL, I don't know if you get it free with, you know, a first year of a new iPhone. I have no idea. Do you know what? Every time I turn on one of my devices, there's all these numbers in the, um, what do you call it, in, in the system thing, and it's all, start your free trial for this, start your free trial for that. Because mm. I've bought quite a lot in the last few years, and I've never started my free trial for anything. <laughs> I must have about six free trials. I have no idea what they're for. I don't want to start a free trial for anything. You should try your and free trials. Forget, and then forget uh, to cancel it, and then end up paying for yet more stuff mm. that I don't use. So that's why, yeah. to be honest, I can't be bothered with it. But, but yeah, I mean, it must work the because of the sports house. wouldn't be yeah. doing it. I'm going to say this, like I say, it's the sort of opposite way to how Formula E has, you know, went, where it, it locked itself when it needs a big audience, you know, because it's a very young series, you know, it's, yeah. in, in but, terms of, you know, been going 10 years, whereas, you know, WWE, I think it's over 60, you know. <laughs> I mean, Formula E didn't really take off in the way, they just did think it would take off on the back yeah. of Formula One. And yeah. I've watched a couple of them, and I say I, I think it was the marketing as as well didn't help. Also, let's face it, Formula One people are driving stupidly fast cars, mm. and thank God people have amazing crashes and get out of them these days. Mm. You know, there was mm. one the other like, cup two years ago, or whatever it was, when his car caught on fire when he went through that barrier. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the most horrendous thing I think I've ever seen on the sporting event. And that's, that's probably the one moment of that yeah, sort of and, year that I watched, you know, yeah, because it was away out. on Sky, you know, yeah, and then behind the paywall. And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, wow. As in, yeah. wow. The relief yeah. was, oh, unbelievable. But, I mean, Formula E is just, I don't know, It's it sounds like a load of buzzing bees and the tyres mm. make more noise than the engine and uh, it just doesn't have that i suppose it's that yeah. i mean it, danger i mean it, it obviously does it certainly does yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does but it doesn't feel yeah. it mm. i suppose it's because it hasn't got the the loud roaring noise that sort of makes you feel yeah some sometimes that, that seems to be a lot of what some people care about it's like oh it's, an, oh, it's, not, it's not care yeah. it's, it's the yeah. way it emotionally attack, a, yeah. attacks you yeah. You know, it's like watching football. When the football grounds were closed because of COVID, I mean, I personally enjoyed watching the football then because the players stopped playing up to the audience, which meant they stopped diving so much. They stopped feigning mm. injuries. So there wasn't someone to play up to. And, you know, it, it looked really ridiculous when someone was lying on the ground completely faking an injury. And there was no one in the ground, you know, a home team. And there, was, there wasn't there was 50,000 people screaming at the referee for a penalty when it really, really clearly was nothing, right? And that really stopped. And to me, that really improved the game for a while because people just look so stupid doing it without the 50,000 people back up. It stopped. Yeah. And it sort of improved the game a bit, which was weird. But the other way around, when you haven't got the the tension of roaring engines or everything. Mm. It hasn't got that. And I did try it, and it just was like, yeah. it was just like watching good drivers. There wasn't yeah. the emotional part. I mean, that's, I mean that, is, that is another element where it's like, you know, a lot with Formula One, is, 
there's the same winners a lot of the time, whereas that's, yeah, you actually see fights for wins, but... Sure, know. but they, they also yeah. it hasn't got that personalities thing that Formula One has. You know, no, I mean, that's I mean, the thing. You, you, you watch it because you're really into pe- watching people that can drive a car really mm. well. I sometimes watch Formula One. I don't want to see people get hurt. Don't, that's just ridiculous. People might have that accusation. But I look at it for the disasters. When I say disasters, I mean, yeah. I don't know, whoever is, whether it be Hamilton when he was winning all the time or Verstappen and Harry wins all the time. When they were like three quarters of a lap ahead and their engine packed up, it didn't care who yeah. it was. I was so pleased. Yeah. And, and even that, that doesn't was, happen. No, but it, that was the excitement. Yeah. Mm. But now you don't have that in that. Yeah, people used because, to watch it for the smash-ups. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people, I didn't. <laughs> I've been to, a, what, four live Formula One races, mm. and three of them had really serious crashes. And when you see them in real life, you think, you know, well, that's not funny. Mm. You know, that really, really isn't funny. Even the things you see on telly where they sort of skid sideways and just get caught in a gravel trap. You see that live in front of you, and the speed that that's happening, and your heart is in your mouth going, well, I, I've... You know, I know it's a gravel trap and I know there's no damage done, but wow, that's frightening. Mm. But, you know, there is that element to it. Whereas also on Formula Week, and I don't know why we're discussing this on the media show, but it seems like such a a narrow built-up area and they seem to be driving between barriers all the time. It's very different. You know, it's yeah, it's like meant to be more street. Yeah, it just doesn't Street racing. Yeah. Didn't feel, it just yeah. didn't feel it. And I did try. Yeah. And it just didn't just. Didn't I, I think I think it was a marketing problem. Yeah, there, there's ways they could have promoted it over the years. Yeah, put big noisy. But it's also <laughs> it's also because it's switched between broadcasters so much, especially here. <laughs> I don't think that would have helped either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And and that's what's probably led to okay, we'll put it behind, you know, the paywall. And then I've found out it's like since okay, they're putting the race the full race. A week later for free, yeah. Oh, really? It's a, it's a something of a compromise, you know. It's oh, just a smacks of desperation. Mm. But I, I'll be interested to see what the viewing figures are for those free views versus the, you know, who's going to watch it on the TNT package. Yeah. Although to be to be honest, I haven't watched Formula One since it left mm. since it left BBC. Yeah, and um, a, a, I think their audiences. As soon as they made that move full time, yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure they they plummeted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even my my mum and dad have um, Sky, and you know the the F one the yeah. F one is 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 on the television sometimes when I go in for a weekend. And yeah, I don't watch it. I I, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, I fell asleep during a race. It's, it's so, a really good noise oh. to fall asleep to, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. like white noise in the background. As long as the commentators don't make too much fuss, it's quite easy to sleep through. <laughs> I mean, that is my favourite part of it. And also on a Sunday afternoon, it's the best possible time to mm. get a nap. Well, speaking of but, falling yeah. asleep, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's t- <laughs> that's very mean. I'm, uh, I'm many talking about the first thing in your list, Alex. Um, Shall we find out what we've been uh, watching, reading, or listening to this week, Alex? We shall start with you, and I'm, I'm, um, I'm interested to hear what you think about the first thing on you. Okay, now I, I, have to, it is Quantum Leap, twenty twenty two on Paramount Plus, right? I 
I kept it kept coming up as in I don't know big in 2022, big last year, big this year, top list or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching a remake of Quantum Leap. I like Quantum Leap. It was. It was, it was what it was, and it was sometimes really dark, sometimes it was really emotional. I was like, I was like well, I was, when I first watched it, I was at that age where, you know, I'm a man, I'm not going to get emotional about this, and you'd be sitting there going, oh, no one's looking, this is so sad, or so happy. But I don't know what made me, I sort of gave in sometime last week, and I thought, oh, look, I'll watch the first one. And to my absolute relief, more than anything, all right, it isn't a remake. And I was no. like, no, and I went, okay. So the thing that I most had against it, I mean, let's face it, complete prejudice against something I had no idea about. The thing I most had against it mm. was like, oh, that's gone out the window. So I better try and watch it with slightly less um, vitriol and hatred before <laughs> I start. Anyway, so the premise is, uh, what's it say here? It's been nearly 30 years since Dr. Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator event. Now, a new team led by physicist Ben Song has been assembled to start the project in the hope of understanding the mysteries behind the machine. I didn't know that. And then I was watching it thinking, oh, I mean, I've only watched, what, two or three. And I was thinking, okay, it's different, but it's different enough to not annoy me as if they're trying to copy anything. And there's lots more side issues going on in here that aren't just the leap, what the guy does on his leap, talking to the hologram and then leaping to the next thing. There's lots of things going on in our time. There's lots of things going on with the people at the, I don't even know what they call it, the, the quantum leap accelerator home team. I don't know what they're called. And there's lots of stuff going on there. There's relationships going on. It's not the world's most exciting program I've ever watched, but the relief that it wasn't just like, let's restart Quantum Leap and just have new stories and this, that, and the other was really great. I don't know where it's going. In my head, I go, oh, I hope they do the whole thing is about trying to find out where Sam ended up in the end ever, whatever. Now, there's a hint in the second episode, I think, that makes me think, oh, it could be, but I have no idea. I could be yeah, wrong. From what I've from what little I've seen sort of review-wise, that may be a plot element for sure. Yeah, well, I, that's, yeah. my brain went, ooh, under this, under that, you know, and that's cool. Yeah. And I just, I think, it's not the greatest bit of television I've ever seen. Do we call it television? I don't know. It's not the greatest bit of whatever you're going to call it I've ever seen, but it's nowhere near as bad as I was getting ready to hate it for, which isn't the best, thing that's ever been said against a TV show. But it's certainly... I mean, I might... I probably will carry on watching it every now and again. It's not something that I go, oh, I can't wait till 9 o'clock at night when I've done everything in the day and I can watch a couple of episodes of Compton Leap. It's, it's not that. But it's it's good enough, and I've got to be honest, there's certain characters in it, I think, oh, that's going to really annoy people. I like this. Because I've become very vindictive oh. about other people's intolerances. And I think, oh, good. It's got somebody that's not quite, you know, not mm. quite straight, not quite gay, not quite man, not quite woman. I've no idea what it, what the character's trying to be. Ooh, that's really good because it's going to annoy people. Mason Alexander, yeah, yeah. I, I have no, I have no interest in. I don't care. It, it's a relatively interesting plot 
and the 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 leap part so far mm. has been it's fine. I mean that part of it is, that was always quite nice from the original, you know, changing people's lives. Yeah, because it, it, I mean it never was even the original series. You wouldn't say it's the most. A lot of it was the most exciting. No. It was just a nice series, you know. So it had a good concept. Yeah, yeah I quite liked it, it when they it jumped happens. into historical things. That was yeah, cool. known historical figures. Yeah, yeah or cool. or someone directly adjacent to them. You know? Yeah, like there was a bud. I think a Buddy Holly one. Yeah, yeah, there was a few. Yeah, and I just yeah. you know for what it is, um, it well, it's certainly not as horrendous as I was preparing myself mm. for it to be. So, I mean, and you know. <laughs> Watch it. It's fine. Okay. Well, that was really exciting. Yeah, like I said, I'm just looking on, on Paramount Plus. Uh, ah, they haven't... I wish they do, did have the originals alongside, you know, like they did with Frasier. You know, okay, I don't know who owns the originals. <laughs> there must be somewhere. Uh, it's Paramount. I, I would think. have thought it's the same. I it's don't know. Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I, when I watched... I watched the first episode and I felt no... There was nothing pulling me back to carry on watching it. No, I can get that, but my the reason I carried on watching it is because it wasn't what I didn't. I was hoping it wasn't. No, I don't know what I mean, but you know what I mean. Mm. The positive, it wasn't. <laughs> I start from the beginning and just pretend that the other one never happened, and we're just going to do our own version of it. It wasn't as crap as you thought it was going to be. And I watched the <laughs> second one, I think, and the third one. It was all right, but you know, there's a few of these that I've always enjoyed. Um, you know, the style of program I've, I've always enjoyed. Mm. I like, especially like the ones when they jump into history and they just do a read, not so much yeah. a retelling, but like, like you say, the side character. Or it's a different perspective on it. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. And, or, yeah. or that bit of history is going on and it will be somebody that's very loosely involved, but you're just seeing the history play mm. out because you know the way the history works. Yeah. But it's just playing out and they've got to make sure that they do what they're doing, but without interfering and allowing history to continue in its natural form mm. to where it should be. I quite like those, you know, the butterfly effect type. Yeah. I, I, take it, I take it this version as well probably has more of a, you know, background story arc than most yes, exactly. of the original. Because, yes, in the original, it sort of started bringing that in towards the end, I think. Yes, but this is... Yeah, with, uh, with they found another leaper and so on, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got sort of the goodies and the baddies and you're not quite yeah. sure who's who yet and you've got what's his name al you've got al's granddaughter being a character yeah but they refer to them in you know al died last year or whatever so this mm. was made obviously not long after the the actor died and they're like referring to it in in yeah. the right chronological order it, i quite like that yeah it's sort of respectful for what came before so whatever they do, they haven't upset me by being disrespect to, disrespectful to the shoulders they're standing on. I tell you what, so there you go. if you want to watch something which is a kind of a continuation of a of a previous story, you want to watch um, Cobra Kai because that's really good. That's the continuation of the oh, um, Karate Kid of the Karate is Kid it? story. Yeah. Yes, it is oh, superb, yeah. utterly ridiculous. There you go. But it's superb. So your prejudices didn't quite come to fruition on that. What do you mean? Well, you introduced it as in talking about something that'll make you go to sleep or something. I, can't I, fell, as, I fell asleep through the first episode, halfway through the first episode. Yeah, but it's your heavy 
drug habit, I think. Oh, wow, well, like, I don't know. Your massive alcohol intake. Yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My second, and I, it started, I think it started on TV only the other day, but I sort of caught it on iPlayer, but as iPlayer does these days, you go, oh, there's one of these on, and you start watching it, and then all of a sudden you realise they've dropped the entire series, and so you end up watching four of them. You go, oh, I better stop. So it's um, called David and Jay's Touring Toolshed. Okay, now that might not be exactly exciting to everyone, but it's David Jason, as oh. we all know, Delboy, and Jay Blades, who's, you know, a restorer, he does all these fixing TV, you know, furniture, programmy type things. And they're both guys that I like. You know, they're both guys that I'd quite like to have a drink with and have a chat with. I have had a chat with um, Jay Blades on Twitter because of Jay Blades, until fairly recently, was hiding the fact that he couldn't read and write. But he couldn't read and write because he was so severely dyslexic. But, he, you know, he, he sort of managed to get through school and, you know, blag his way, got in a bit of trouble. And that's why he sort of turned to using his hands to make a living. But... um you know, he, he seems a really nice guy. Anyway, so he did a program uh, maybe a year ago. Maybe two, I lost track of time, actually. And um, I, I, got, I got chatting with him on Twitter, as it was then. And I, was, I said something silly, like I started off by saying, I'm really glad that you're able to write back to me on Twitter because you've done so well with your your reading and writing. And, you know, I, I think it's a marvellous show. And he was like, I don't know why he was so emotionally kind in his response and anyway i was genuine he was genuine we had quite a bit of a chat and lovely guy anyway david jason seems like a lovely guy and everyone in the businesses is lovely anyway so they are both they're both tinkerers they're both fixers david jason's got like um a workshop at home and he loves taking things to bits and restoring motorbikes and you know it's his hobby it's his passion and basically they are two guys that you wouldn't normally put together but they're doing this, they're basically dragging a, a tool shed behind their vehicle and they're just going to places and they're meeting other people that big, you know, build. Today there was some guys that sort of take old aeroplanes to bits and make artworks and installations out of them. And another 94-year-old that works in a, Oh, Max in a museum restoring helicopters and planes. You know, this is really interesting. And they really appear to get on really well. And it's quite charming. It's very, very, very British. It's very much them. David Jason just being David Jason. And it's, it's quite a pleasure. Because, you know, he's, he's not a young chap anymore. He's got to be in his, well, he's definitely in his 80s, isn't he? And it's just, just one of those programs that I sort of come across by accident. And I thought, oh, this is a keeper. Um, I don't really care what they're doing. I just like watching them interact with each other and interact with the people they are. So obviously really, really pleased to meet. Whereas you'd have thought, especially David Jason, the whole world would be really, really pleased to meet him. But he's like just in awe of other people that can do things and he's trying to learn, oh, wow, show me how to do that. I'd love to be able to do that. And it's a really nice show. Um, it's on BBC Two. It's called David and Jay's Touring Toolshed. Um, it, it's seemingly... No, it is all fifteen episodes on the iPlayer. Uh, it's just, it's just nice. And what's wrong with nice, eh? Did that put you asleep there at all? But <laughs> no, I was, I'm, I was making a mental note 
to uh, to seek it out because I like oh, well nice done. stuff like that, as you say. Yeah, it's very nice. Okay, next. Here we go. I, so I always try not to sound as boring as I actually am and try and sound slightly interesting. But history is my thing. It always has been, always will be. And there's a new work on, it's called England's Forgotten Queen. Again, it's BBC. Um, it's a new take on Lady Jane Grey. And I feel like a school teacher. Do you two know anything about Lady Jane Grey? But you might have clicked on a link and then found out. Lady Jane Grey was actually England's first ever queen. But she was only queen for nine days before they chopped her head off. Uh, she was, I was about 15, I seem to remember. And it was a very strange... Henry VIII had three kids. One son, two daughters. The son was the youngest. But a boy took precedent over a girl so he became king now he died at 15 obviously he didn't have heirs at that point so he then had to decide who was going to be his successor and there was lots of skullduggery going on and he decided that a cousin of his should be the successor even though she was a girl because there was absolutely no men in the bloodline whatsoever but he didn't want his sisters to get hold of it and this one or other. And it was an aunt that he particularly liked. But this daughter of his aunt was actually her youngest daughter. It's very, very complicated as in the lineage thing. But the king could decide who he wanted to take over on the advent of his death if no heirs had been born to anyone or this, that and the other. And the whole idea is, in his mind, I suppose, was she was the most likely to be able to get married and have a son the soonest so a king would be able to take over from her the moment she had a boy anyway that, that that's the point but it's a really it's a it's a part of english history that it's always been washed over i didn't know how many how few people knew who lady jane gray was i mean she was the first queen of england and and it's a it's a bit of history that i've always been interested in anyway the show that's on now it's three parts. I've only seen the first because the second, I think, came out last night and I haven't seen it yet. But from the beginning, I can see they're telling a very different telling to the one that I do in my books. And it really intrigues me because of the, what they're telling makes far more sense than what I'd ever read before. What I'd read before always made me think it was a nice story because they wanted Lady J. Grain to be just completely the victim and nothing else. Uh, I mean, she was a victim, but, you know, completely innocent in all aspects. And the way they're telling it, it's just a really, if you're into history at all, especially English kings and queens history, there's a really interesting way they're putting it together. And, you know, the documents and things they're using, obviously she was only queen for nine days, and it was also at a time where everything was kept very, very, very secret because it was all Protestant, Catholic, and lots of underhanded things going on around the court. But they've unearthed quite a few things, and some of the things they're looking at and the way they're telling it is giving a, a very different slant to the historical story. So my historian part of my mind is really, really enjoying this. And normally when someone changes history for the sake of it, I'm really, really up in arms. And so, well, you know, you're trying to make a main name, a name for yourself. But this is a very undertold story. and the the information they're using to back up their theories is really really intriguing at least so it's worth definitely worth watching if you're at all into english 
history, and it's called England's Forgotten Queen: The Life and Death of Lady Jane Grey. Feels like something. Um, um, feels like something Lucy Worsley would uh, would be. Presented. Yeah, it's not done in the loosely Lucy Worsley fashion. Loosely, oh, God, uh, the loosely Worsley. It's someone I know, and I can't say her name. <laughs> I mean, she's got a worse speech impediment than I have, so that's right. Um, the the way they would do it would be more of a dramatization with just you know. It would be Wolf of Wolf Hall, where that was called. I don't know what it was called. Just, you know, with a narration. Whereas this is more academics sitting down. There are reenactments, but they're academics discussing why this might have happened, why that had happened. It's a, a lot more in-depth. It's not as, you know, a lightweight Lucy Worsley version. And don't get me wrong, I love Lucy and I love her work. She's great. But this is um, slightly more academic, but as interesting as Lucy would put it out, so it's sort of more anyway. more sort of along the lines of the the recent BBC uh, Rise of the Nazis documentary series that they did, where they've got they've got, they're they're talking over sort of almost sort of slow motion reenactments of some of this stuff with yes, yeah, exactly, and it, it it's opinion, but the, here's a document, here's a document there, here's a document here. This would have meant that that person would have yeah. been in trouble because it, it's. It's like an enormous game of chess, but they're unraveling it at a speed that you can keep up with it. Yeah. It's very interesting. So it sounds more like the style of documentary BBC used to do more more often. Yeah, but it's it's still yeah. palatable. It's not. Yes. But, yeah. you know, you're talking about a very short period of history that they're doing over three-hour-long episodes. Yeah. So you, they've got more time to actually, you know, it's not the entire history of the Tsars of Russia in an hour and a half <laughs> with Lucy Worsley dressing up in funny costumes. It's not that type of thing. It's a lot more in-depth. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Well, I find it. And finally, I'd rewatched Oppenheimer because I realised they took him at the Oscars and, and they were, well, what's going on? Oh, Barbie didn't get this nomination. Barbie didn't get that. And I'm thinking, right, Oppenheimer, I thought it was okay. And I was thinking... Why did I think it was okay? Why didn't I think it was spectacular? Why I would have thought it was spectacular in my brain, and I was thinking no, I didn't. it was it was okay, but it was really too long for me to take it in, right? Because I had to watch it in one go because I went to see it, right? And then it's available now on all the streaming services. So I, I went. I tell you where I watch it. It's when I got this new screen because I wanted something that I knew was in cinematic wide. So it fitted this new... Yeah, so a good right. test of... Oh, okay, yeah. yes, yeah. I mean, I'll well, tr try that because mm. I know that was that and I can watch it on this screen. That's, right? that's come to streaming quite quickly, hasn't it? It doesn't yeah, seem like that. everyone's got yeah. it because I looked it yeah. up and everyone had it. I ended up on Apple TV, but that was just because that was... Things, things are coming to, to streaming. Yeah. Things are coming to streaming much quicker. But they're yeah. not... It's mm. not... You have to pay for it. It's like yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, you can pay for it. Whatever, but it's not a... You know, it's available. That's the point. Yeah. I mean the latest. Anyway, the late, I remember when the latest John Wick film was available on Prime. I don't know, about two months after it came out or something like that. I was thinking, bloody yeah. hell, is that here already? I mean, why not? Yeah. Once the cinemas are done with it, I say it's, it's a good trend, isn't it? You know, because because there will be people that want to, you know, for whatever reason, need to wait. Where know, the real and they're not waiting too long. Don't but want they, to sit in the cinema, especially yeah. for a three-hour film. Yeah. Well, that's a three-hour film. You can t you can easily cut up into a limited series. Yeah, but also this three-hour film took me two days to watch. So that you was cut okay. it up into a limited yeah. series. Excellent. Yeah, because if I could pause it, go to Lou, have something to eat, come back, yeah. watch a bit. But yeah, you just did I, your own cut points. Yeah. But I was watching it in big chunks. But it just meant I could really take it in this time. 
mm. which is the point. Now, again, history-wise, I know quite a lot about, a lot about Oppenheimer. And I just think, oh, God, that was You know, like, I don't know what we were talking about, one of the, um, I know, it, it, oh, what was it called? I can't think it was called. What was the one with Cumberbatch? Who did he do? Oh, Alan Sherlock. Turing, yeah? He did, no, he did the Turing film. Oh, he did the Turing film, yeah. Uh, imitation game. Imitation yeah. game. Now, as a film, God. it's fine. A historical, <laughs> left a bit to be desired, right? But that's okay because of, for the 90% of the people that didn't know anything about it at all, at least they know of his existence now and they know something of what happened, even if it's, you know, a, a strange telling of the story. Now, I just didn't take in enough when I watched Oppenheimer the first time. I mean, three hours straight, I just couldn't. I mean, the fact that I managed to not go to the toilet and my eyes were so tired and I just wanted to sleep didn't help but now I've watched it properly when it come I don't want to buy it I just refuse to buy it because I've already paid for it twice <laughs> when it comes to stream I will probably watch it again but what I found is there was a lot more in it that I just didn't pick up there was a lot of the things that I was thinking why wasn't that in it or if it was it was really brushed over Often now, in the way with that sort of presentation, isn't yeah, it? It's an enormous yeah. story. And even three hours isn't enough to do the entire story, right? Yeah. But there was enough bits in there. And I thought, actually, this was better than that. Because I was wondering why people were making so much fuss about it. Because I thought, no, it was all right. It was okay. But it wasn't this great masterpiece. Now being able to watch it slower, I'm thinking, do you know what? It probably was a masterpiece because I actually managed to take it in. And, you know, the, the uh, you know, Killian Murphy, I, I watched the first series of that thing with the people from Birmingham that used to... Uh, Peaky Blinders. Uh, yeah. Blinders. And then yeah. I thought, that's really, really good. And then it became popular, and I never watched it again. <laughs> right, because of, it was... You liked it before Everyone it was, was popular, though, Alex, that's what you... No, yeah, but that wasn't the point. It was like... With Peaky Bryant's, it was like, no, 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 no. The original thing, it, it, it wasn't violence for violence's sake. It was really interesting historical reenactment of things that really happened. I know the stories were slightly made up, but, you know, the people existed. Yeah. The, the gangs existed. The Peaky Blinders didn't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But my point is the, the time existed and the gangs around Birmingham existed and, and what have you. And it was a really interesting concept. And it was off the back of the Ripper Street thing. It was like, actually, when you do historical thriller drama well, it is fantastic. And then it became popular. And then I thought, oh, no, this is turning into a thing. And as soon as it turns into a thing, I'm like, oh, I'm not interested. But anyway, he was really good in the first series of that. I couldn't tell you what happened in the rest because lost interest. He was superb in this. He was, I mean, when I hear him talk, in his own Irish accent. I'm like, are you sure you're not putting on that accent? Because he, he, he lived and breathed this. And, you know, the other people in this film that I knew of through the story, they were very, very good. And, I mean, Emily Blunt was okay. Florence Pugh, I'd only ever heard of her. I'd never seen her before. That's the first thing I've I seen think, her in. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, this girl. I don't know what she was famous for. She was like one of these... Actresses that seem to be famous for being famous. I didn't know. Then I watched this. I went, oh, actually, no. Okay, fair enough. Take that back. You know what you're doing. You really know what you're doing. And Robert Downey Jr. was tremendous. You know, it's just like, okay, this film really was as good as 
people were saying it was. It's just I didn't take it in. As for Barbie, I, I don't know why I didn't get all the nominations in the world. It's, should we say it's just a different thing? I've not you know? seen it yet. No, but it's just a different thing. I mean, it is what it is. It's a very fun, charming, silly, great, feel-good, funny, you know, it's what it is. But, you know, I never get the Oscars as in, how do you compare, you know, Oppenheimer mm. to Barbie? Because you're saying, oh, we have one award for the best director, or we won an award for the best actor, or one award to support, or whatever it happens to be, and it's great. You know, how do you say, oh, the, the funniness of Barbie was, the, I mean, the director didn't get a nomination. This is why I'm mentioning it, because people are a bit up in arms. I'm like, okay, the, 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 the charmingness of Barbie against the, I don't know, historical power of Oppen. And, and the balance? drama of it, yeah. How do you, I mean, where do you get, I don't know. Yeah. And it's just such a, I don't know what the word is. It's such a pointless exercise. You know, awards I mean, award ceremonies are pointless exercises, aren't they? Beg your pardon, yeah. sorry? Award ceremonies are kind of now we get pointless that, exercises. But, you know, if you are going to yeah. try and judge something against another thing, if there's no common ground, I don't know how you do it. Which is mainly the only reason I'm mentioning Oppenheimer now. Because it was just like, there was, you know, big people in the news and they were making a big fuss and, you know, coming up... There were reasons why one is getting this and one isn't, and they're always spurious, self-promoted nonsense reasons. You know, there's no reason why the the lady that directed Barbie isn't a truly marvelous, sensationally brilliant director. There's no reason for that. But you know, Christopher Nolan doing this is so different to her doing that. I don't know how you put them against each other in the first place. So that is sort of the point I'm trying to make. So maybe they need to work out how to split things up into ways of judging things like and like. Do you know what I mean? And maybe at the end saying, you know, you know, an overall winner, but not these oh. weird categories the way they've done it. I don't know how you... you I mean, you, you even think things like the BAFTAs have, like, a, awards for light entertainment and then drama, and then, you know, they have... Yeah, yeah. So they they do know. split it down more than just, oh, the best... And and if these two Overall, come don't out they? at the same yeah. time, at a time where people just needed a blockbuster, you hmm. know, I mean, Oppenheimer would have been big, right? Would Barbie been? I mean, Barbie had the fact that it's a daft thing in principle to do a film about Barbie, right? Hmm. So it had that going for it. But then, because of the the way the media, well, the media were manipulated into putting these two things against each other, it became a big thing. Yeah. And I think I I think on that both of them ended up benefiting in some. Of course they did. Know, I don't mean there was a because they both got an audience that they wouldn't have had otherwise. But in twenty years time, yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I can only think about it in the context of old DVD releases or movies mm -hmm. on film releases. In twenty years time, people will still be buying Oppenheimer if you go back into the way we're talking on DVD yeah. and putting it on the shelf. Whereas people will have Barbie on their shelf because they bought it in 2021 or wherever it came out, you know, and that mm. that will be the difference. Oppenheimer will be a, um, it's funny, Platoon, as we discussed the other day, it will be one of those yeah. movies that set a time and a place and a tone. And this was, you know, there's certain films that anyone that's into movies should have in their movie collection. And Oppenheimer will become one of them. Barbie will become a 
I don't know when was that called Ted that that film with the the you know the teddy bear that swore a lot. Mm. You know, most people have that in their film, mainly because it was given away every time you bought a DVD. But people will have that because it was funny at the time it came out, whereas people will be buying this, you know, like The Exorcist or something. Everyone has a copy of it. Most people don't open them, but everyone has a copy because if you collect films, you have to have The Exorcist. And this will become one where Barbie won't. And that's the only judgment I can make in the difference to them. But I just, you know. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. Oppenheimer was far better than I thought it was because this time I could break it down and actually concentrate on it mm. and it was there's still so much more of the story that could have been told but then mm. it would have turned into eight hours and it really should have been it shouldn't have been a mini series it should have been a full series but anyway that's me done sorry about yeah. waffling I mean that's yeah I mean that approach is almost the same way I felt about you know that bridge of spies a couple of years ago with you know Tom Hanks <laughs> and- yeah yeah, that's one of my favourite films. Uh, mm. One of my favourite films of of recent years. That Bridge of Spies, really, really good. Tone, what is on your list, sir? Well, um, well, I'm going to start a bit bit lighter and possibly with big foam fingers again, because <laughs> um, I've been watching a there's a BBC revival of Gladiators at the moment. This just started. Um, <laughs> You know, it used to be a Saturday night staple of TV in the 90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was one of before X Factor and things like that came along, gladly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, th- this version, is like they've got Bradley Walsh and his son presenting it. Uh, I'm not sure about that presenting combo necessarily, but otherwise it it does seem to have a lot of the sort of, you know, the fun of the original... Yeah, you know, it's like it's about you know people doing the different games and challenges, you know, against really you know huge guys or girls, yeah, chosen to represent the gladiators. Uh, Hardly the Krypton factor. Oh no, no, <laughs> just more the assault course part of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, I, do, I, uh, I mean, it's in some ways this has got a bit more. Um, you know, because there were elements of pantomime with certain characters in the original, like the wolf. You know, it's like he'd always have a really bad reaction, but comedically bad, to when he lost. It's like, you know, he'd tell the person they were very lucky and so on. Yeah, but have these characters been built up enough to have it yet? Um, the, I mean, the, the, don't get the, me wrong, I don't know if Wolf had it from day one. I, to be honest, I think I watched it once. Because Ulrika Johnson presented it, and after that, I went. <laughs> even with Ulrika Johnson, this is unbearable. But Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm sure. That yeah. Didn't one of the fashion news do it? Yeah, John. There you go, John Fashion. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, he, he'd be the one that come out shouting a wooger and such. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I missed that. But um, yeah, yeah, maybe those characters took a while to establish their. Yeah, and and they've they've definitely started. There's a couple of them that are sort of getting that. You know, it's like they either react badly. You know, and it's going to build. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, the the audience will determine how they actually behave, won't they? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's like how entertaining. Or I mean, there's one of them. It's like he reacts badly, but it doesn't go down. You know, <laughs> doesn't go down well with the crowd. You know, you know, it's all about the crowd reaction as it always was. You know. Um, do they have phone where... fingers? Because that's all I really care. About. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were phone fingers, oh, you know, well, the, yeah. the signs, and so on. I might on. watch it. I might watch uh, it. <laughs> they brought in a couple of different new games, you know. Um, 
It's no longer in Birmingham. I think the original, it was all in Birmingham. Or this one. Mixed with Peaky Blinders, was it? <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hang, hang tough on the uh, Peaky Blinders set would be amazing. But yeah, no. to do it all with a silly flat, <laughs> floppy cap on your head. If your cap uh, fell off, you lost. Uh, I mean, yeah, and in this version, that uh, I think because the original, it was an hour, but it was an hour of adverts. This is on BBC, so I think there's slightly more padding to this. And I don't mean just the big foam things that they're holding you know, when they're on the... You, this, this is on the BBC from ITV? Yes, yeah, it was originally ITV and this... God, I feel like writing to complain about my licence fee now. There's been a... It's one, it's one of those... I think there's been a couple of versions over the years attempted you know, between them. I think Sky had a brief Sky 1 version. It didn't last very long. <laughs> The one there was the thing with what's his name, Richard Hammond in in Argentina, oh, whatever that was. That, I can't that remember was, what that was oh, called. Wipeout. Wipeout. Yeah, that was that's a bit gladiatory, yeah. but that was more funny. It was yeah. funny that, but it was yeah, very that, strange. That, that didn't he have was, an opponent. That yeah, didn't have he was huge brooding. <laughs> he was completely removed from the action, though, wasn't he? Because he was just he was just. He obviously just yeah, turned up. He was up. clearly on a stage in he London. He just turned and... up. He just turned up somewhere, probably on a you know on a Monday morning and did a load of stuff. Yeah. Whereas, whereas they, they did send the one sort of presenter out to where yeah, it, yeah, it was Argentina, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, it was Argentina, somewhere in yeah. But every, everyone in the world had their own version of Wipeout and they all used the same place. Yeah. So, you know, when we were done with it, the French had their go and, <laughs> you know, that's how it worked. Yeah, so it's the way a lot of the, the these series seem to be going because... There's one recently I heard about. It was uh, called The Floor. It's a, a new format in America. It's one of these that's started in Europe somewhere. You know, it's it's the same company that started Big Brother and things like that. So I figure we'll probably get our own version this year at least. I you don't know. even know what it is, and I'm really hoping you're wrong. Yeah, I've I've seen a bit of it, but like I say, because it was one of those. I think it's Endemolids. The company is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're like they're bound to license it out all over the place. It does make you wonder why they're going back to these? Mm. I mean, when you say try, oh, I don't know, are people the same as they used to be, or are people? Uh, have we? Shall we say it politely? Have we not matured a bit? Put bums mm. on seats, Alex. Bums on seats. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know what types of bums and how big a seat. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, bum, I, I think this seat. one might be a nostalgia thing, you know, because they have a lot of it is very, you know, they've made, you know, there's so many things they could have changed that they didn't, you know, a lot of times they bring something back, they change, don't they, to... Yeah, but and you know the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Well, it was broke. Don't bring it back. Yeah. No. I, I think... I think we become the go-to person to do all sorts of... Yes. <laughs> Like, he, uh, yeah. What was his name? If it ain't new, don't televise it. Yeah. <laughs> he's the new Bob Monkhouse, isn't he? Yeah, it's a team in many ways. Yeah, quiz God. show or one of those. You get, you get Bob Monkhouse ever in Doctor or, Who or, or Brucey? Yeah. Mind you, Bradley Walsh was quite good in the remake of um, a David Jason thing. What was that called? Um, oh, I don't know. The ones where they all lived in Kent. Open all hours. No, Darling Buds and May. Oh, they remade oh, the Darling yeah. Buds of May. Yeah, it was. Cool. Yeah, it was only what a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was. Na- it wasn't called that though. It was named after the family name, and I can't think what the family name. Oh, uh, I think it's just Larkin. the Darling. 
Yeah, Larkins, it was called the yeah. Larkins, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just a remake of that. But, yeah. you know, I've read the original books subsequently, and the Darling Buds may stick to the books, and so the Larkins, it's all the same stories. And I don't know what that's got to do with Gladiators. I do apologize. <laughs> It was a Bradley Walsh thing, wasn't yeah, it? it was, okay. yeah. But that's the last thing he did that was any good. Yeah. <laughs> so it depends how much you like him as a quiz show presenter, I suppose. Yeah. Like, does well, he do that, yeah. that, um, that other one they brought back recently, the one that Lily Savage did and all the rest of it, what was that called? Oh, Blankety Blank? Yeah, Blankety Blank. Doesn't he do that? Oh, that one I don't know. But do you do or don't? I, You're very, very I, I, I know ITV <laughs> keep, they keep doing these one-offs where it's like, Shall we bring this back full time? We'll have a new presenter and try it. Oh, he did. Yeah. Blankety blank. I don't know. Oh, I can't even. Tell I mean, you. I can see his style suiting it. Yeah. I'm. Like I say I'm not so sure whether it actually suits. You know, gladiators. Yeah. Because they, they have already done the bit where it's like one of them standing behind him. He's about twice as tall, and Bradley turns around and does the shock reaction. They've already sort of played that one out. <laughs> In two episodes. Yeah, he does do blankety blank. Did you know that Bradley Walsh, <laughs> it says here, it's Wikipedia, so it could be balls. It says Bradley John Walsh is an English actor, television presenter, comedian, singer, and former professional footballer. Really? Yeah, they mentioned it on the chase a few times. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know. Both for footballer and the singer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, he seems like a nice enough fella. But, yeah. Uh, Good God. Anyway, been, so you're enjoying Gladiators. Is that what you're trying to tell us? It's yeah, I think it's got enough Sitting to there stick with. Sitting there with your big foam finger, yeah, and you're you're dreaming of becoming uh, a proctologist. But more, but more than that, they've they've had series eighteen, nineteen, and twenty of Blankety Blank in twenty twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three. And you didn't know? I didn't know. Jimmy you're, Carr was you're on missing it. Missing out. Jimmy Carr was on it. Oh wow. Oh, so has it been different presenters each time? No, no, no. Each time they tried these it. Are the, these are no, the, you have the contestants. You have the con- they're not contestants, are they? I don't know what you'd call them. The participants, because you have two panelists. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know why I saw that. I don't know. Not, it might. Yeah. It, it's the whatever the kitchen TV was on on a Saturday evening type watching. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I saw him do that thing. Bl- it sounds like it's lucky for you it wasn't on BBC. <laughs> oh, dear, a, a, a blankety blank checkbook minus the pen was one of the items uncovered by Andy and Mackenzie yeah, Cook's BBC no, I was comedy and detectorist. <laughs> you know what? I've been rewatching that all the way through recently and I've become quite obsessed by it. But one of the. Because the, Lily Savage was the rarest. You've got to remember that. Um. Yeah, I, I'd just been watching it and I'd become, you know, rather obsessed. You know what really threw me? The way they were talking, and I realised it's 11 years ago. It's the, And I was like, how come that? I, if you'd have said it was four or five years ago, I'd have believed you. But 11 years ago that um, the detectorists, or detectorists, it's not those that started. It really threw me, yeah. I did. And I'm just, because I'm talking... Something occurred to me the other day. I want, I mean, let this Doctor Who do his thing, right? I hope he does really well. I read something, I don't know if it's true or not, that the girl assistant has only been given one one season and they're going to change her. But that was a bit sad. I've decided that um, Mackenzie Crook should be the next Doctor Who. Don't know why. I looked at him and thought, he'd make a really good Doctor Who. And I don't know why I thought that. He's a bit old now, isn't I just he? 52. Yeah, well, what about a guy that you lot like that used to swear at people in the thick of it? He was older than that, wasn't he? Mm, the exception yeah. that what about the original yeah. Doctor Who? He was about 140, <laughs> wasn't 
Yeah. Let's bring back a bit of colour. I'd say it's it's usually a very younger audience that have an op, you know, objection to that. You know. Well, he can be the granddad for yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, I've interrupted so many times. <laughs> I do apologise. Yeah. Con- continue, Tone, continue. But yeah, um, and my other thing on my list, um, I've, I finally got to start watching Braun the Impossible F1 story um, now you know, on Disney+. Plus. I didn't realise it. I thought it was just one documentary. It turns out it's like four-hour-long episodes. <laughs> and I've, I've got through sort of two of them. Uh, it's gone a lot two deep. Hour, two hours at a time is the right length for a Formula One show, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I've just showed you how much I know about Formula One. Uh, Not a lot, but I do know they're two hours long. Uh, I, I mean, I was, I was surprised how deep it goes into the... You know, sort of backstory. I mean, the whole, virtually the whole first hour is the setup, which is a story I partly knew, but I didn't know to this sort of depth. And I remember watching the actual season at the time, and it was it was all amazing, you know. And even at the time, it happened so fast, you know, because they did set up a, they changed from the old team that they took over. It was like within weeks they had to get cars ready for the next, you know, season. Who took them over now? Um, that was Mercedes took That's over. What I thought I yeah. thought it became Mercedes. It did quite well out of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sure Braun himself did you know, very well, considering. Um, I mean, they, they make a point of it in the documentary to say it's like, well, I made a sort of nominal payment of a pound, you know, to the director of Honda, and then they talk to the director of Honda. He's like, you still got the pound coin because it's not, because <laughs> it, it was like a. It's only worth fifty p now. I say it was uh, <laughs> just more of a gesture than an actual evaluation. You have to make a contract. It has to have some. Yeah, it has to be some exchange money. of goods or money. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like, yeah, very interesting. And then in the second episode, it does go into those the sort of first couple of races where it all went so well for them. It was that the and, Jensen Button season. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah. I know far more about this than I realised. Sorry. Yeah. I don't it's, even um, need to watch it. I know it all. <laughs> but it, yeah, and they're they're talking to people like you know, Max Mosley, Bernie Eccleston, who you were know, running the show as you know, the whole show, because it also covers when there was a there was a sort of a hint that the teams might break off from Formula One and you know, do their own thing, which has happened a couple of times in F1 history. But that was the most recent that I can think of. If it carries on the way it's going, it's going to happen, isn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say it's always been the thing. It's like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> but but yeah, it's, you know, it went into that as well, and brought you know direct involvement with that. And I I was also surprised Keanu Reeves doing a you know presenting an interviewing job. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's very you know he's he fit into that role as well as he does any. He, yeah. he has an interest in it though, doesn't he? You can see you can see yeah. how how interested he's he is and how excited he still is about it. Yeah. Yeah, you still yeah. see him at so many. Like he's always at Monaco and things. You always see him there. Yeah, and so it's, it's not like um, is it Brad Pitt recently? He was filming something to you know making making a film. So he was at some of the races. But as soon as that's done, he's probably he probably won't be there anymore. You know. Do you know every week somehow Keanu Reeves gets into this show, <laughs> and I don't think we've <laughs> ever discussed anything he's ever done. It's always something else about Keanu Reeves. It's a weird thing. <laughs> Well, were you all, were you to get sidetracked? Man, man crush or something? <laughs> I did. It's a thoroughly decent fellow, and I think I say that every week as well. So. 
Uh, that'll have to be the subtitle from now on. <laughs> Airwaves, the good of Keanu Reeves. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, like I say, I'm halfway through this. It's like, even though I know how the story ends, it's like I'd be interested to see how, how much there was I didn't know about it's the on, story. It's yeah. on Disney. Don't, don't believe you know how the story ends. It's on <laughs> Disney. They might, they might change it. <laughs> <laughs> they might have a Scooby-Doo ending yeah. for you, know. It's just like it's it's like it's like a lot of good documentaries though, and a lot of good a lot of good things like that. It, it's it's like decent uh, you know decent war documentaries, decent Second World War documentaries. We all know how it turned out. It's the it's the getting the way there to tell it. and the yeah. extra stuff that you learn each time you watch a new a new thing, and the stu- you know the stuff that you learn from from this is going to be limited, but it's it's it doesn't make it any less interesting. Yeah, well, I tell you what's happening now in all these sort of documentaries and films is from events, including this, but from all sorts of events, there's a new skill in showing more real emotional content even from actors and it's all to do with the technology the way they say you know the, I, it might have been a world war i don't know if it was the world war one film 1917 wasn't it oh yeah and yeah. they did it all in the one take and all it's that business yeah. it's the technology is allowing them now to show things and make them in a way where they can show you how it felt as much as the reality mm. and you say like this the style of streaming documentaries and Netflix started it with all the sporting documentaries but the style of documentaries has changed now that they're in dressing they're there at the team talk they're they're looking at the players that you know five minutes after they Mm. lost and you can see their 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 hurt and their devastation and that is what you are getting closer to being not just there watching you're getting closer to being with the people yeah. doing the thing. And I think now it's um, like there are there have been documentaries like the Senna documentary where it relied on taking a lot of footage out of archives, you know, yeah. Home, yeah. home video, things like that. But Whereas now it will be, yeah. I mean, with Drive to Survive, it will be a Netflix team just there in the paddock, you know, yeah, but, but they're going filming something they think is insignificant, but it could turn out yeah. to be important later. Yeah. But they're doing they're doing it in that way, which yeah. they never did before. They they yeah. always did it as this is the fact, and they always did it in the oh sort of the oh, I forget what you call that Tom Cruise film, the racing films. You know, the Days of Thunder was it? Yeah, oh, they, yeah. they always they always did it in that. You know, the the winner, this, that, and the other, and the you know that sort of climactic film way. But now they're starting to do it in a let's try and try and show you how it felt to be in that paddock, to be in that car, mm. to be in that meeting where you were deciding whether you were going to carry on or not. And it's it, it's so much more real, and it's bringing you into it. It's not it's not like the Rocky Balboa, the final punch. He wins and puts his arm up, and you're all excited. You leave it, and then you remember the high of it, but you don't remember the story. But they're not doing it that way now. Mm. And I think that's a real, real improvement. So it's certainly one of these things that's, you know, that the cameras are there backstage more. You know, people film things on their phones as well, and it ends up in some of these things, don't you know, don't they? Well, yeah, but I mean, it, I mean the it, content, I mean, the content yeah. is what matters now rather than the wow yeah. and the excitement. I mean, even even going back to the you know, where I watched Gladiators, they had 
because they had a bit of padding to do, there was the odd bit where it was the you know, back in the locker rooms. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, it was almost like a spy camera, you know, or or just someone there that happened to be there. It's like, yeah, I've got my phone out, you know. And it, it, that kind of thing is in a lot of different sports coverage now, isn't it? You know. Yeah, but because sometimes it's not, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be the all singing, all dancing, brilliant. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it just, here we go. I mean, it's also like, you know, the, the documentary feel of a, of a graphic or a, a video is more raw and ready. Sometimes I feel that they've got really expensive cameras and they put filters on it to make it look like someone's done it on a, you know, a yeah. handheld I've been saying that even the smallest GoPro's got a you know a good quality, but you know they they honestly they hobble it to make it look like it was, you know it has got shake on it and it has got this yeah. or whatever. Um, you know it, it just makes you feel that you're you're in there with it rather than um, being on the outside being filmed, and, and I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, because it's also the thing of yeah. Like you say, filmed from a distance, from the very outside, rather than yeah, being in the. Yeah, it's it's like if they stuck a camera in the middle of a rugby scrum, you know, yeah. you could see that. <laughs> I think they tried that. The camera didn't last. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Was they went when it's sort of you know fifteen big guys? It's like yeah, the yeah. camera's not going to survive against that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't want to get in the scrum. I did yeah. it to do it a couple of times. Not good for your health. Uh. Certainly not good for your neck. Anyway. But yeah, but yeah. If, I mean, if we get more, you know, more documentaries like this, you know, whatever the sport, whatever the subject, I think that can be a, that's a good thing. You know, it yeah. puts you in with the thing. It puts you in with the yeah. people. Indeed, indeed. Well sold, Tone. Well mm. sold. Very good. Yeah, I've only watched one episode of um of that so far, but it was it it was really good. I just haven't got back to. To watching the rest of it but, yeah so it was a yeah first couple of races where it was all going so well <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well as far as uh, as far as my list uh goes there's there's, there's one thing on you were finished there tone weren't you yes yeah excellent, excellent. um so <clears throat> the one thing that i didn't put on my list was the uh, doctor who christmas special started watching it uh got bored with it ran it onto the end and my suspicions were confirmed um yeah didn't didn't like it probably not going to return to doctor who um just not yeah. until Mackenzie crook gets the job and, uh, 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 ever maybe um, is, is this the next campaign is it yeah i gotta start a twitter <laughs> campaign or what you do. I don't know. The, the doctor should be a crook oh wait a minute yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah but uh, what i did finally see him but and i'd like to um i'd like to uh before i mention what it is i've been I've been watching. I had the um, terrible, terrible misfortune of attempting to watch something on ITVX. No, it's not <laughs> oh, an adult video yeah. site. I, it started by me installing the ITVX application on my Apple TV. I installed it and got the the name of the program that I wanted to watch. Went to it and it said, "Sorry, you've got to log in." I thought, "Oh, crap. Okay, I'll sign I'll sign up for an account." On my Apple TV, of course, you can use your phone to type in all the stuff. Uh, you can use your iPhone to type in all of the all the stuff. Um and it said, "Sorry, there's been a problem." I was thinking, "Oh no. What in God's name has happened?" And then I suddenly remembered a couple of Christmases back when 
the uh, the family wanted to watch something on ITVX, it, it just wouldn't work. So we, instead, we watched that Tetris film that was absolutely fantastic. Um, but the the next thing I did was try to sign up on my phone. I managed to sign up on my phone, but I couldn't log into the app on my app, or at least it, it tried. Yeah, it, it it logged in, but suddenly the title in question that I wanted to see disappeared. And it wasn't available in the search, wasn't available anywhere. So what I had to do was, well, the, the, the next thing uh, was I tried to log in um, via my via my phone through the browser. And it said, I'm terribly sorry. There's a problem with Safari. Don't believe you. It said, I'm terribly sorry. Um, no, it didn't say, it didn't say I'm terribly <laughs> sorry. It basically said, goff, basically. <laughs> There's a problem. <laughs> There's a problem. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I'm sitting here cringing because I've yeah. had the same experience. Yeah. So it's even said, down to which browser yeah. you were it said using. There was mattered. a problem, as if we were still living in 2008. There was yeah, a problem with Netflix the browser. Navig- no, what's it called? Netscape Navigator. That would do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it said, uh, "Please install Chrome." I'm, I, you know, I, I used to be a Chrome user on the PC. Used to be a Chrome user on the Mac. These days, mm. I use Safari because better at power management and JavaScript is faster on it. So I decided to install. Chrome on my phone, got it up and running, went onto the website and uh, logged in. The adverts came through beautifully, played them perfectly without a hitch. Suddenly it started, you know, when it wanted to, uh, this is me airplaying it from when I finally got the bloody airplay icon up because they'd (laughs) hidden that. Um, Yeah, got that airplane to the television. It played all the adverts, fine. Got to the title, stopped. So the next thing I did, this is after a good 15, you know, come getting on 20 minutes later. I thought, well, there must be an application for the for the phone. So I installed the application, logged in, found what I was looking, played it, airplayed it to the television, sat through some adverts, and then the uh, uh, the, the the very the very popular and um, uh, the the the, fa- the face of the, of the very popular uh, Toby Jones uh, came on uh, came on screen as I was presented with Mr Bates versus the post office or Mr Bates versus Consignia as I've put on the uh, in the show doc but it's not Royal Mail it's the post office um, yeah and the first episode was was really good well, I knew all about it anyway but it was it was you know it was good it was well you know well acted they they sort of brought the the kind of the many strands of all of these, you know, all of these problems that these these poor old postmasters were having with this Horizon Fujitsu rubbish. Yeah, they they brought that all together really nicely, and yeah, and to be honest, I could only manage one um, one episode because I was thinking I'm gonna actually I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to take half a day off work before I try and watch the second episode. Uh, either that, I'm gonna have to pirate it or something. I don't know, but yeah, it it was really good. Um, and uh, yes, I will. I will watch the rest of it. Did did any of did either of you manage to uh, to see it? I have it sitting there, waiting to be watched. I set it up on the Virgin Box, right? And um, I don't know what it links to. It might be ITV player. I don't know what it does. I have a very good way around the ITV player, but um, yeah, they've probably got their own we'll, on-demand thing, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, it might be that. No, I got a really good way around it, but only because a, a friend of mine that lives in Stirling told me about it. No, really. He said, "Use a Scottish STV player, but you need um, no, really. need you need a postcode in Scotland." Um, 
I mean, I happen to use his postcode, but you know, just look up a postcode in Edinburgh. Look at I think look up yeah. Edinburgh parcel and just put that in as your postcode. It's not like you're cheating because you you are paying your license fee. You're just paying mm. anyway. But the Scottish the STV player you can use so much better on um, you know Safari or whatever you just want to watch it on. Mm. And um, you know, so I just signed up for that one and. Uh, it's not like I, I use it very often, but if I do want to watch something actually that would be on the ITV player, I use the STV player. It hasn't got all whatever it is. They broke in the ITV player a couple of years ago. Mm. It's whatever it is they put in it that makes it not work on anything other than they want it to work on. But the STV one still works. Mm. They did what well all like it used to. They did what all children do when they are young and stupid. They put X on everything. X at the end of things. They turn, yeah. they call things X. It's not cool. Yeah, well, you know, some of the richest people in the world take things that work and just stick an X on it and ruin it. They also they also create uh, vans uh, that that completely I mean, throw away all all human yeah. um, exploration around the the art of aerodynamics as well. I mean the uh, the the weirdest thing about this is like you mentioned about oh you had to get Chrome. It's like the thing I was using was Brave, which is Chrome. Essentially Chrome anyway. Yeah, it's Chromium. <laughs> and yeah. it still had problems of its you know. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, Alex, so if you get the you get the S T V player and then you can use A B thirty five five T B as your postcode, uh, which is uh Baron Balmoral. Um there you go. No, you, I was about to say what's supposed to go for Balmoral. Then, and then you <laughs> Yeah. Because te- exactly. technically we own it. Um That's true. Yeah. 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 My my aunt She's my aunt, yes, sister who didn't live very long, but she was born in Stirling Castle. Really? Yeah, because it, during the war, before the war, they turned most of Stirling Castle into a hospital. Oh. And uh, my grandfather, who was in the RAF originally, moved the family up to Scotland because he was based up in Stirling, funnily enough. And then he didn't stay in for about six years because he then flew around the rest of the world for all those years fighting various battles and whatever you did during the Second World War. But, yeah, she was took them up, took my grandma up there pregnant because he was stationed in Stirling and she was born in Stirling Castle. Does that make her royal? Uh, I don't know how it works. I don't know. I think you need to speak to your local MP about that. <laughs> oh, well, <Yeah>. the famous <laughs> Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, better than being a famous publican, I suppose. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't um, know, I'm worried to done well out of that. True. I was thinking <laughs> about that one that used to wear tiger skin from Coronation Street, but I can't remember. Vera Duckworth? No, that's not her name. Was it Vera? No. Oh, no, she was in Coronation Street. It was the one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm only thinking of the one, one from EastEnders. You know, uh, <laughs> don't know. Yeah, you Peggy. Know. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Barbara Windsor played it. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I can't think of... <laughs> Maybe someone called Bet Lynch. I don't know if I made that up. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, my, my wife watched it all her <laughs> life, and I hear these names, and they're stuck in my head, but I can't work out who they are. Yeah. <laughs> One of those people I mentioned was a brand, is it called The Rovers Return? Yeah. There you go. i tell you who. Yeah. On Mac and Forth, and I think Alan listens to this, I also know he's a Coronation Street fan. Maybe he can let us know if any of the people I mentioned have ever existed in Coronation Street. <laughs> and I can't even remember what the point of any of that was. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, signing up to the Scottish ITV. So is, is it called SITV or is it called STV? I think it's just called STV, isn't it? Can't remember, but that one worked yeah. anyway. Oh, there you go. Well, anyway, yeah, that's that's Mr. Bates versus the post office. Good so far. I'm going to finish it and you will hear my thoughts maybe once I've finished it. Uh, the last thing on my list is uh, For All Mankind. Finished the latest series. Excellent. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't actually have any problems getting playback on that one um, because it's on Apple TV. So say it wasn't on ITV. It plays back <laughs> without incident. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a really nice way to finish off the, the most recent series. Don't, don't know what they're going to do next I, I i don't know if they know whether it's been renewed yet or not uh i hope so because we could probably do with a at least a couple more series that'd be quite nice um yeah yeah it was good it's, it's, it's still one i've yet to well i suppose i just need to find a way to get apple tv you know easily just to try it out you know hey you buy an iphone <laughs> yeah. spend spend 1800 pounds just to watch uh, uh, yeah. i don't know how yeah. many episodes. So, uh, Buy an iPhone. I'm a damn dirty droidy. You know yes, this. Yes, yes. <laughs> do you do you not have any friends? Do, do not any of any. Can you just? Can you just? I honestly don't know. Can you just get Apple streaming and watch it? I, I think. I think. A, I think you a, can now get it separately. Yeah, you but, can because you can stream. You can stream yeah. it on their website, but you can try it for free. You can get seven days for free, and then it's nine nine dollars ninety nine a month. So it's eight ninety nine here, isn't mm. it? Something like that. But um, I wouldn't bother. Mm. Terrible, terrible. No, I mean, it's there's not just a lot not on Apple though. TV. It's whoa, they actually want me to pay it straight away. Okay, no, go there's away. a lot. Um, no, that's not true. What's on Apple TV tends to be very, very good, but don't have an expectation that there's that much on it. I'm saying it's, yeah. it's not the, the quality the broad library of yeah, the, the quality others, is yeah. excellent for the most part. But there yeah. just isn't that much. I mean, I'm just looking at the the front page. I mean, there's Slow Horses this... was astoundingly yeah. good. Yeah, there's there's this. I know there's there's that comedy thing. I'm just seeing loads and loads of clips going by really quickly. There's that comedy thing that's got some. Um, uh, you're as it? vague as I am, what's and you're his, looking what's at his name it. So, Monarch Legacy of the Monsters. Apparently, that's very good. Ted Lasso was good for two seasons, yeah. then it burnt itself out. Uh, Slow Horses is good. Slow Horses is 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 fantastic. Sorry, uh, the Morning Show is 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 fine. For all mankind, so is, is fantastic. I've heard good things they're, about. They're hijack. not making any of these available on you know, other release, like say oh, DVD okay. or no. no they what? don't want the money. No. They just want you to buy. Have to buy an iPhone. Sil- <laughs> Silo is very good. Sil- Silo. Is I, hang on. Wait, wait, wait if I buy an iPhone and then you know, return it after. <laughs> yeah, true. What's what, the after twenty one? Like? After twenty one days. Oh, excellent! Actually, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. Um. um if found- foundation is um, foundation is fantastic, and and shrink- shrinking was funny as well. Sorry, Alex. I mean, so, I mean uh, foundation and this is you know they sound like two things that certainly mm. would you know might be worth a look at you know even if there's some sort of free trial you know um, there are free trials surely yeah uh, there exactly. there is there's a seven there's a seven day one so you need to book a week off work mm. and then just watch it oh severance <laughs> yeah Se- severance is 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 uh, is amazing. That's yeah, people rude. keep telling me about that, and every time I start, I just think the premise puts me off, and I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's just that bit too creepy. Uh, did, did did Apple try try and call this service? Did they try and call it ITV at any point? And the you know, original they ran, in, ran into problems here, or the original Apple TV was going to be called the ITV, 
and then they changed yeah, it. Yeah, I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah, it was going to be called the ITV. Um, but there's but loads of ITV services because of internet TV. Yeah. say around the world, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got films as well. And Killers of the Flower Moon is up for is up for awards. Uh, Greyhound, Tom Hanks was very good. Yeah, a couple of couple of the others have been re- Tetris. That really is worth a watch. That's fantastic mm. as well. Um, I can't work out if you're being facetious or not. When you what do you mean? That. When you say Tetris, it makes me think of that. Um, oh, what's the one they did? Um, Battle, oh, I don't know. The Battleships. Yeah, Battleships. It makes me think, are you, you, you mm. no, no, like that? No, yeah. no, no, no. The Tetris film. Or Pac-Man or whatever it is. The called. Tetris film is based on the true story of an American video game salesman, Hank Rogers, uh, and his discovery of Tetris in 1988. Um, when he sets out to bring the game to the world, uh, he enters a dangerous web of lies, corruption, a uh, dangerous web of, of lies and corruption. And curtain. Um, wow. That's got Toby Jones in it. It sounds more interesting than a game... Where you just watch a load of blocks falling down. The well, obviously, yeah. If it's got, if it's basically, if it's got Toby Jones in it, I'll, I'll give it a try. I tell you, it was good because you're talking about that. Did you ever see the, the film about McDonald's? Yes, that the, was good. Oh, it was. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, Super Size Me, that one. No, no. no. it was a <laughs> oh. really famous person that played Batman. I can't even remember. I can't good. think of his name. Not, not Christian Bale. It's, um, no, no it's the Ray, first Ray Batman, Croc. Wasn't it? Ray Croc. Movie. It was the first Batman. Uh, it's called the founder. The Keaton. That's it. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he played. That um, was really cool. That was. Yeah, it was Michael Keaton was and Nick, Nick Offerman. It's going to be rubbish, and it was yeah. a really good film. It was. Yeah, that that was really good. It's a bit of a surprise that one. Yeah, it's just when because you talked about Tetris as in bringing something to the public, and that was the premise of McDonald's because McDonald's was a store who'd come up with this idea, and then this guy came in and goes, "Oh, I think I can make this." I can make you hundreds and hundreds of stores, and they really didn't want to know. And I think he ended up ripping them off, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did well, not a bit, him yeah. personally. It was the story of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good film. No idea what it was called. There you go. That's another recommendation. We're, we're literally spewing forth with recommendations this evening, aren't we? Yeah, so, especially Quantum Leap 2002. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Indeed, indeed. All of these films. If that's not glowing, so I don't know what is. Yeah, all these films we've recommended so far aren't as bad as we thought they were going to be. <laughs> that's the, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's that's the way we do it. Is it because we're pessimists and we'd like not to be disappointed? I don't There's know. something in that, isn't there? Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. It's one of those shows that just moans about stuff. No, even the worst things we say, well, it's not as bad as it could have been. I don't want to. I don't wanna, I haven't got time to moan about things. I moaned about things too much at work. <laughs> There's no point. But what there is a point in is is that's a show. I think that's it. I think we've reached. Uh, I think we've reached the end. We haven't reached I think the end we've of the tape. The pinnacle. But we're, <laughs> we're near. We are. We are nearly there. All that remains. All that remains is for me to ask you two gentlemen, where? <clears throat> well, I still have a voice. Uh, where we can find you, Tone? Where can we find you? Um. I'm, again, I'm trying to sort of promote more the blue sky. You know, move over to that. So it'd be uh, tone7x20.bsky.social on, over on blue sky. Part of the British Sky Broadcasting Network, I hear. He's uh, back to his squareal. <laughs> <laughs> that lot cool. Oh, dear. Because BSB was something else, wasn't it? And then it got taken over by Sky. Something like that. Yeah, it was something like British Satellite Broadcasting. Yeah, right. And yeah. that was the Square Reel. And then it became B-Sky. 
be. I, I had yeah. a mate that spent all his money having a square yeah. put in because he he was sure that was the one that was going to take off. And there was some reason why you went for it. It might have been half the price or so, I can't remember. And it lasted about six months and you had to give in and get another satellite. And then the uh, channels were scrambled and people couldn't pirate yeah, them anymore. Exactly. Um, God, those were the days. They were. They, they really were. Alex, <laughs> where can we find you, sir? Uh, my dining table. And I don't know where I am. Uh, A Fox in London on X. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Pretty sure you're something similar on threads there, as well. Uh, yeah, I'm somewhere like that. And other places. I, I really don't. But, you know, no one wants to talk to me anyway, so it's not really not a problem. <laughs> well, you can find me on threads at sfdrummer, and you can find me on Blue Sky at sfdrummer.bsky.social. And I had to open the app. That and really re- rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Re, um, re-sign in to get that little bit of information. Uh, as I said before, that's all we have for this show. If you want to get in touch, you can drop us a line at airwavesshow at gmail.com. I really ought to check that email address. Or you can leave a review on any any podcasting player where you find this. Write Good it on a toilet wall, take deep. a picture of it, and send it in. <laughs> or as I said the other week, leave a review for our podcast on someone else's podcast. Someone might yeah, see it. They'll and love then- it. And then come They'll to our think podcast. It was the funniest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And then we can send Carl to, to, to look for them. Yeah. Hopefully. Not save any problem. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. We will be back in another couple of weeks, I think, uh, with another episode of The Airwaves. But until then, take care, everybody. Good evening. Bye bye.